Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. Ciao, and we're ready. Listen, we've been doing this this long, and you still don't know my thing, which is when you say I'm ready, I say yes, I'm ready, which means I'm <laughs> recording. But for you, ready means oh, I'm ready to possibly start recording. Maybe. <laughs> what I love is that when I say I'm ready, it is absolutely no preamble for you. It's just like, yep, let's go. I'm good. Right. Um, yeah. And <laughs> we just had preamble. They didn't hear it, but we had preamble. And I just love that. That like. It is a beneficial work style that we have, whereas our work style is opposite, and it works great together. Yes. Anyways, welcome to Oops All Gravy. This is Into the Twilight. Oopsie. Um, this is a loosey-goosey episode, because it's a birthday baby episode when this is oh, out. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Some birthday bitch, a.k.a. me. Who's to, who's to say? Who's to who, say? Who can be sure? <laughs> We'll have started their fucking Saturn return when this episode comes oh out. God. So prayers for me. Yeah. Everyone cross your fingers. Every, just keep keep allying your thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Someone is starting their fucking Saturn return right when <laughs> fucking Mercury is about to go into retrograde. So I'm sorry for existing, yeah. folks. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> The vibes might be off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you, you'll probably sense it in the air as soon as you open this this episode. Yeah. So welcome. That's You're me. in it. Welcome. Uh, listen, <laughs> it's not my fault that I was born during an eclipse. And so, you know what? That's, y'all got to deal with it. That is true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, Cody, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm, I'm vibing. I'm living. I'm out here. I love that. Feeling good. I have a happy thing. This show on HBO called Hacks, which just started a couple weeks ago, and it's incredible. It's like a 30-minute comedy about two comedians in very different parts of their career, one of which is like playing Vegas shows and is like everyone thinks she's like old and burned out and then there's like this young like gay <laughs> comedian who like got canceled on Twitter and is vaping all the time <laughs> and they form an alliance <laughs> and work together and it's incredible oh it's very God. good and it's set in Vegas which is fucking fabulous <sighs> a lot of vape content a lot of gay stuff but most importantly Meg Stalter Chicago Queen is in it Ugh. on the big little screen oh. and we love to see it and she's so good it makes me cry because i'm very proud and it's so good hell yeah i have been wanting to watch this so i'm glad that you have previewed it and vetted it for me. yes this is the one correct me if i'm wrong that has gene smart in it yes yes and she is so good okay <laughs> good yeah She's always just, like, wearing a sequin pantsuit and just, like, couldn't give a fuck about anyone. That sounds amazing. I have been missing ever since Netflix decided to be an asshole and get rid of Glow. <laughs> yep. I've been missing mm-hmm. Vegas 
con- well, I mean, listen, not Vegas, just the strip, essentially. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> listen, yeah. I yeah. know, I get it. Uh, it's like yeah. two blocks. Um, but I've been missing some Vegas content, and so that sounds, oh, that sounds great. I love that for you. Yeah, would recommend. Good. I'm, I will add it to the list. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. How are you doing, my friend? Oh, I am, I am living. Just getting those good, those good allergies right now. Oh, yes. Prime season. Is, is that good time? They're back. I had a fantastic opportunity this weekend where I needed to just refill on essentials. So I had to go out into the world. And yeah. that does not happen frequently right. as it has for the past yes. year and a half. And in the process of driving to my pharmacy, there was literal cotton in the air. <laughs> and uh, I didn't realize until I got back that my partner looked at me and he was like, your eyes are bloodshot. Like, oh, no. and I'd, I'd taken an allergy pill in the morning. So like, thankfully I was, I didn't notice much, but I, I looked in the mirror sure. when I came back and I looked like a newborn vampire. It was rough <laughs> stuff. Um, just because of the fact that, you know, just pollen's just in the air tonight, you know? Yeah, as they say, she's here, she's ready yeah. to make you look very stoned. It's just... And very vampiric, you know. I do not even imbibe <laughs> in yeah. in the devil's lettuce, because right. as everyone knows, <laughs> I am straight edge. <laughs> I can't even I, say I could see you like do the cross with your arms like i heard it in in my mind's eye me <laughs> like, the tattoo of three x me i know <laughs> <laughs> me a narc what no i just have asthma and anyways <laughs> um but it just i looked i would imagine that the pharmacist was like holy shit <laughs> like what is wrong right. with you <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> and apparently I was not on many levels. No. <laughs> um, speaking of stuff that's not okay, my, I don't know that I would call this a happy <sighs> thing. Yeah, but we need to discuss But it, it. is, it is tangentially related to this show in the fact that we talk about fucked up cryptid things on here. Right. Cursed. Cursed <laughs> content. And this is incredibly cursed content. A lot of this show is very cathartic for me in the sense of talking about problematic faves. Which I have yeah, many. right. Of course, yeah. You're only human. <laughs> I'm only human, you know? This week, when we are recording this, the Dear Evan Hansen trailer came out. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and I, unfortunately, love Dear Evan Hansen. It's a problem. Yeah. And it, folks, this trailer, I have been victimized. What? <laughs> By both Ryan Murphy and Ben Platt for far too long. And it's time that I speak my truth. Uh, honestly, the floor is yours. <laughs> <laughs> this trailer was awful and it's fucked up. It's so like uncanny valley. I hate it so much. I, when it came out, I could not stop talking about it. I was like an old man just grumbling around our apartment. I was just, every like... 45 minutes, I would just yell and just get angry about something else. Most of it fixating yeah. on the fact of, like, Ben's hair. Right. And the fact that he looks 45 years old. <laughs> I mean, the fact that he looks like an old man. And is in a high school. <laughs> he looks older in this than he's ever looked in anything I've ever and seen it, him in before. Ever. Ever. 
ever, period. Like He <laughs> looks older than I do when I'm teaching students. It's honestly <laughs> fucked up. If I saw him in the hallway, I would ask him for directions. And it's, <laughs> I hate it so much. And it's fucked up because I cannot get through that musical without, like, hysterically sobbing. Sure. It's, it's a tearjerker. And, like, trust me. Hi. I get it. Um, that (laughs) musical would have wrecked me in so many different ways if it was, like, 2012 and I was just coming off, like, Coney. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just, like, needed something to My most vulnerable (laughs) point. (laughs) And I needed, like, gay content. Right. My favorite part of this trailer coming out is everyone at once actually knowing what the plot of Dear Heaven Hansen was. It's, yeah. Gun to your head if you were like, oh, this is about, like, a gay kid coming out in high school. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe. That's, the vibes are there for sure. Oh, 100%. Somebody said it once and everyone's like, got it. That's what I think that is and I'm not going to look into it any further. And then, uh uh-oh, nope. (laughs) Especially because the book, which I have, I have copies of in my classroom library, uh-huh. the the folks that were involved with the writing of the book were like, oh yeah, like we totally thought that it was gay. We just like forgot to mention it. So we're going to make it gay now. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> we're yeah. going to make the dead kid gay. So there you go. Yeah. Right. So <sighs> is that good? Does that work for everyone? Anyways, um, it's been haunting me, but I did need the space to just... <laughs> no, please. Absolutely. This is therapy. This is your space. Like, let it all out. Yeah, it's rough. Uh, but it was <laughs> one of the happy things, I will say, I agree, is just watching Twitter yesterday be like, wait a second. Why did we all think this was gay? What the fuck? <laughs> what kind of campaign did they run? Yeah, I What I would give to get the data of wikipedia traffic of your heaven <laughs> and the fucking wikipedia. oh my god yeah i'm sure it like burned someone's servers at some point <laughs> yeah some poor intern yesterday was like god damn it <laughs> i nobody told me about this yeah we did not have enough bandwidth for this <laughs> absolutely speaking of interns our mm-hmm. most important piece of current events this week i want to thank our unofficial intern for this. So thank you, Taylor. Hell yeah. We have Taylor Lautner news, which we don't often do. It's quite rare. I think we've maybe <laughs> over the course of the podcast had like three max. Yes. <laughs> we, <laughs> it is not often. This man very intentionally stays I stays out of the, the yeah. public light at this point. We have heard little teasers that this man has been pushing trucks he is, <laughs> he's been a menace to the public. Um, he's training for something, but we don't know what. Right. Supposedly a movie, but we weren't sure. We have received confirmation from the source of Deadline that he is in Knives Out 2. No. Um, <laughs> Could you? I would die. Imagine. Listen, at this point, there's like, what, 50 people in that movie already? Yeah. What's, what else is, like, what's one more Taylor Lautner in there? Oh. Just like sneak him in. If he was in Knives Out, with everyone that we have seen so far, with this alphabet soup of beautiful people. Right. Absolutely. I would literally pass out. And in Greece? Hello? I could not. I could not. Oh, God. I could, if Taylor Lautner and Janelle Monet 
made eye contact on screen. If I saw behind the scene <laughs> photos of them even near each other, I think yeah. that is all I would need to get through. It would be yeah, the opposite of my 13 threesome. Like, it would be my... <laughs> I would be all of you who have sent us... This is my purpose. This is all Literally, I, I would going. be all of you who have put, like, his fucking photo on, like, a behind your bed and just, like, kissed it at night. Like, that would be... Yes. My reason for getting up in the morning. No, Taylor Lautner, unfortunately, is not in Knives Out 2. Not yet. Not yet, anyways. <laughs> what we received from Deadline is that Taylor Lautner and Rob Schneider and Kevin James. My three favorite people. Just a <laughs> gaggle of men are in yeah. a new Netflix family comedy titled Home Team. Sure. Netflix, I have a couple of questions. You knew that you could get Taylor. You had his contact information. Yeah. What kind of deal went down that you couldn't get him for Shark Boy and Lava Girl 2? Okay, true. But you could negotiate <laughs> for a, a family comedy. With Kevin J. With Kevin J. <laughs> Was that his bargaining chip? He right. said, I will not. I will not unless you give me Kevin James. Yeah. Because I, from what I have seen of Shark Boy and Lava Girl 2, which I know it's not called that. I know it's like family heroes or whatever the fuck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's got fucking Mando in it. Right. Yeah. It's got uh, beautiful. Mr. Pascal. Yeah. It's got, <laughs> it's got Mr. Pascal in it. Why? 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 Taylor Lautner, did you decide no on that? You don't want that to be your brand anymore. No, thank you. I don't want to be next to Mr. Pedro Pascal. I want to be next to Rob Schneider and Kevin James. Yes, thank you. I I mean, to be fair, I think this gaggle of people is a less threatening That's true. Person, like, less intimidating. I think if he was with Pedro Pascal, he'd be like, I, mm, I don't know if I could, I don't think I could do that. That's true. I don't think I can compare. I'm out. I'm sorry. I do think his agent could more realistically bill him as a, quote, man of color <laughs> with this right. list, even though we know he's not. Right. We know now he's yeah, not. Enough? Close, I guess? Like, he used his, like, ancient heritage, right? I think is what we've found out now for, for right. yeah, yeah. Twilight. But if he went up with the cast of that, Pedro Pascal would look at him and be like, sir. Yeah. Uh, that's a tan. <laughs> like. No, no, no. <laughs> so maybe that's what this is. I, honest to God, I have no idea. But he's in a comedy. So I have questions. Yeah. I'm not against it. I know that he right. can do it. I would just like to see it. I haven't been convinced. I haven't been convinced. Uh, we haven't really seen it that much from No. Him, I guess since Valentine's Day. Since Valentine's Day, Day <laughs> that which... That was, what, 15 years ago? Which so was shit, like. literally, when this comes out, will have been 12 years ago. There will okay, be... so yeah. It's been a minute. There will be tweens that have been born since then. <laughs> which is haunting because I love Valentine's Day. I'm curious. I will say that. Um, right. I want to know if this is connected to him building or pushing trucks. Not building. Well, maybe building trucks. But connected to him pushing trucks. 
I just have questions, Netflix, and I would like That's answers. That's fair. Anyways, we do have just a just a smidge of happiest seasons, happiest season news. Do you want to take us to that corner? Absolutely. Welcome back. We're here. To Us Weekly. We're here with the exclusive. Oh. That the Happiest Season sequel is coming. I am excited for At this. some point. <laughs> yeah. At some, yes. So s- soon, maybe, someday. Right. Yeah, who's to say? <laughs> they, they bill it as early stages. Okay. So probably not for a minute. Yeah. But it is happening. You could say so many things in life are in early stages. Right. <laughs> yes. yes I'm can. just going to start saying that <laughs> when someone asks me, like, how is your retirement plan going? Uh, <laughs> it's in early stages. Thank early you for stages. asking. Yeah. Totally working on it for sure. Absolutely. Yep. Think of the earliest stages something could be. <laughs> and it's like around there. Maybe even a little bit earlier than that. Yeah. We're just like really committed to ensuring that the early stages really help with the development. Just like... Yeah. Do the do those buzzwords really answer your question? Um, Does that help? <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I think that having another gay Christmas movie is great. Yeah. Hey, happy season team! We have pitched a great opportunity. Right on here. So we do we do have a sequel already laid out for you. Yeah. If you want your team to contact our team, we are very happy to chat with you. Absolutely. On that. I hate talking about this, but our last piece of news here is less news and just more of an update. Um, if you've also found yourself waking up at 3 a.m. wondering where in the world E.L. James is. <laughs> yeah, we've all been. <laughs> um, then we we can answer that question for you. We can't often do a lot in this space, but we can answer that question for you. I have no idea what inspired Mir to make this article other than the fact that two of their staff writers were just on Instagram at one point and were like hey let's check in on E.L. James's Instagram how is she doing let's see what's going on yeah you know what's like really happening with her Calling this an article feels generous um so much as it's just a couple of pictures and how she has spent the money that she's made from Fifty Shades, which <sighs> which is so much, so much money, <laughs> so much money over the past ten years. The first thing here is, and brace yourself because I also got a little bit confused. Is just a little bit of math. Yes, <laughs> Cody very graciously brought this to my attention. I the math here is does not make sense. No. And I think that this is just specifically from 2014. Could you elaborate a little bit more on the (laughs) salary? Like, we definitely talked about, like, how much money any of these things have made. We just know that it's a lot. And we're like, math is hard. It is. (laughs) But this does a good job of, like, breaking down how much money she was making at that time. And it's pretty wild. Um, They said in... 2014, over the course of that year, pocketed $33 million and apparently made around 90,000 pounds, I guess, a day, uh, every single day from those books. Uh, That accumulated to that much money, um, which is 
bananas. It's so much. And if I remember right, that was the year the, the first movie came out. I believe that is. I'm correct. just going to yeah. commit mm-hmm. to that. Right. <laughs> and so I think that that makes sense, right? That things are would only start kind of escalating from there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then it says like the actual company or whatever in that same year also made like 33 million before taxes or whatever. Um, And then it says, to keep up with her lavish lifestyle, the author, I will not say her real name, but this article wants me to, I refuse, um, paid herself a dividend of 3.24 million pounds and a 7,800 pound salary. Which like, what does that mean? You know, I like it. Did she give herself like her own advance that was like, here's three million dollars just for me to sit on? Um, and then the salary, I don't know if that's a monthly thing. Like, daily it's not specific. I, yeah, <laughs> daily, sack out every hour. I don't know. I've no I don't know clue. either. It's, it is very clearly not specific on here. Yeah. All I know is that it is a shit ton of money. Yes. Yeah, quite a lot. Looking at this photo of her is incredibly striking. Um, the way yes. that E.L. James smiles is hauntingly similar to Stephanie. And I have a oh, yeah. I have a couple of questions that I would love to ask E.L. James at some point, but I know that doing this <laughs> um, would not be conductive to any sort of conversation, so I will just ask them here and make them rhetorical. One. Yeah, sure. E.L. James, did you model your smile after Stephanie? <laughs> <laughs> E.L. James, did you choose coral for this specific photo because you know that Stephanie likes to wear coral? Right. Ail James, are you able to be in a room at the same time as Stephanie Meyer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think there's like a lot of, I've, we've kind of talked about like their beef a little bit, like very like passive. Yeah. But, like imagine them being in a space together. It really boggles my mind. I, I just want to think about it because the idea of actually conceptualizing this is legitimately haunting to me. But the yes. idea of Stephanie, E.L. James, and Caroline being in the same room, I think oh would cause destruction. Yeah. Like, and I, I'm not talking, like, theoretical destruction. I'm thinking, like, actual world destruction. Right, like global. Like, 100%. The ramifications of that are immense. And some of you are like, oh, Ali, you always are anxious about stuff. I would counter that by saying, one, yes, but two, (laughs) I want you to think about the long-term ramifications of what has happened in the world since Stephanie has released Twilight. (laughs) Right. And if those three women got into the same room with their brains and their method of communication and and their view (laughs) of romance... Right. And their view (laughs) of women in the same room, I can't tell if, one, they would all implode, first of all, which, Mm. or it would be global destruction. Yeah. That group really is, like, the father, son, and holy spirit internalized misogyny, you know? Like, like, that is a powerful uh, quorum there. I would not want to be anywhere near A hundred percent. I just want to teach her what a filter on Instagram is. Yeah. Or, you know what? Like, commit to the... Just commit to it. You know, if you like a lo-fi Instagram, I love that for you. Sure. I think that that's something that is great. Right. But the other thing is, 
this article is like, she is so high tech. She lives this super ultra glam Christian gray lifestyle. And then they show a photo of her with a pizza oven and lemonade. (laughs) (laughs) And like, this is luxury. Yeah, this This is it. This is it. Here's a photo of her hallway where she just has cardboard boxes of Christmas ornaments. That's luxury, baby. What? (sighs) And I, I just find it odd. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. So this woman is a walking contradiction. She has, she gives me more questions than answers. I just wonder about her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, And more than anything, I just want Stephanie Meyer and E.L. James and Caroline Kepnes to be treated like magnets. I don't want them anywhere near (laughs) each other. Yeah. They have to repel each other just for the betterment of us. Treat them like they would corrode if near each other. Yes. (laughs) We have our first question for today. Which is from one of our patrons, Cassandra, with one S. I specify this because we have two Cassandras. If Stephanie did a crossover of worlds and the Cullens were in the host, do you think the, quote, souls could take over the vampires? Or is their diamond skin safe? Ooh. This... Brings up some really interesting questions. Yeah, a lot of scientific questions. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm. And I'm so glad that you asked us, Cassandra, because we are noted scientists. Right. Scholars, <laughs> doctors. If I'm not mistaken, you have a BS, right? I uh, I took one semester <laughs> of a BS, so I do not. Damn. No. Do we both have BAs? Yeah. Fuck. All right. So we're not scientists. <laughs> yeah, we're so we're fucked. <laughs> well, you know what? Arts is science, actually. So we are people in STEM. Okay. All right. But- <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Stephanie would answer this by not answering the question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and saying, well, the vampires don't have souls. Right? That's what (laughs) Edward says that like 18 times. Right. And so they are therefore just like vessels. Right? Right. Yeah. So in theory, their vessels could have souls. The issue then would be the skin. Right? The diamond skin. Right. And getting through that skin. (laughs) Getting through that diamond skin. Getting through that diamond skin. And then also, right, the like poisonous blood system because the little aliens right. gotta like hunker in yeah to it burrow in there right yeah so i think that like but also they're like aliens you know that's true i don't i guess i'm not sure what they would be used to like environments and stuff and different things because like we've gotten a little bit of like the different worlds that they live in and sometimes but it, it doesn't seem anything i don't know concrete maybe the answer would be like a newborn because yeah. if if an alien and like if the alien medicine could get through right. the diamond skin right <laughs> um <laughs> they've mentioned before that Stephanie's mentioned before right that like that newborns still have the human blood and so i would imagine right. that their like innards ugh, um <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Vampire and <laughs> Is probably still more like human-like. And I would imagine right, that might yeah. make it easier for a host to acclimate to. Ooh, what if? Let's let's get a little 
fun Please. with this. What if a host takes over a human body and then that human gets turned or Holy is fuck. attempted to get turned? Would that, would they just, would that be like your body taking a screenshot and you just like pass out or something? Like, <laughs> maybe that would be super interesting. Oh, shit. That would be wild, actually. Because then you would think that, like, maybe on one of the other planets. Mm. Mm. Or that, like, just theoretically, right? That if this, if the world that um, they're on in the host was also right. fucking Twilight World, was the same universe. Right. <laughs> Then yeah, theoretically, yeah. the aliens at some point would have to encounter vampires, and that would just be an right. interesting theoretical conversation of like, right. yeah, yeah, because the aliens are not supposed are supposed to be like theoretically nonviolent, except for this fucking seeker, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about in a second, right? <laughs> so for some people, <laughs> and if the hosts, that's just an interesting theoretical question of like, what right. would Stephanie do in that point? Yeah, and when given a philosophical question you know steph is always and she <laughs> down for the loves count a, she loves a philosophical question she mm. loves to answer those with uh shakespeare quotes so yep <laughs> the other thing this is less of a question and more so of an update that yeah. i did not know my mom kelly beck sent an ig reel to us um <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> and it was essentially highlighting the Amazing toxic relationship that is Bella and Edward. And when my mom, Kelly Beck, sent this over, Kelly Beck said, also, for the record, I am Team Jacob. Gasp. And (laughs) it has been four incredibly long years. Right. (laughs) So I might have had a moment to express my shock about this before, but I don't remember. Right. Kelly, what? (laughs) (laughs) i thought we knew yeah i thought we we knew we had an understanding i thought we were family (laughs) kelly um the back so this email continued on by saying the twilight backstory on that is that i saw the movies without reading the books first and was like why does this boy (laughs) look like he wants to vomit on bella's face how is he the hero of the story so all right fair point i mean <laughs> listen i okay if you hadn't if you had just seen the movies and you hadn't read the books right. first and you saw edward and he was like fuck this woman yeah <laughs> it would make a little bit more sense where you were like yes this puppy dog jacob black yeah this guy gives me bad vibes Absolutely. let's go with this boy <laughs> yeah but to now in the after all this after time, all this time <laughs> after sitting on this info <laughs> to yourself yes in the year of Stephanie's Lord, 2021, to still be Team Jacob. Are you still Team Jacob? At this point, I have questions. Right. I would Currently, like an update. Listen, Kelly did phrase the message as I, I am, am Team Jacob. I am, I am Team Jacob. <laughs> um, Currently and forever. <laughs> and yes, that is, I just have questions, you know, and like yeah. live your truth. And stand in your truth, but I will judge you about it. And yeah. that's fine. And that's okay. I, I can imagine you getting that message and then you just like looking back on all of the, this past time. Like <laughs> with a second of It was a lie. Like, what? It was all a lie. <laughs> what happened? And that's okay. That's all right. Yeah. Anyways. 
we have some, and I don't say this often, but we have some exciting chapters to talk about. Yeah, I know I always say that it's it's getting wet and wild up in here. I don't say it like that. It, but I, I don't know. It, it sounds like you say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, it's it's getting wet and wild. In this it sounds like you're saying that these chapters are moving from being in Starburst territory to being in some Gushers territory, which is fine with me. We're, we're <laughs> I mean, call it like you see it. Listen, these... These chapters are gushing. They're gushing with something. That. That's... They're gushing. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. In typical Stephanie Meyer fashion of putting every bit of conflict and plot and energy in as far back as you could, we're still on that track. Absolutely. She was like, And it's only oh, accelerating. I hit page 490. Perfect. Great. Let me now get to where I wanted to go with this story. Right. That's how books yeah. work. Stephanie, process, you are my <laughs> literal enemy in life. <laughs> you are everything I tell my students not to be. <laughs> Killing me. Anyways, um, last week we were talking about alien cops who give out huffers to drivers. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, good cops who pull people right, over sure. and say, hey... You look tired. Here's a five-hour energy. Also, watch out for those weird humans out there. Oh, and then, like, last week, the very end of the chapter, they get back from their raid, and Jamie was like, oh, shit, Wes is dead. And I told you all that I was going to come back figuring out who Wes was. So I did. Figured out who Wes was. I've done the sleuthing. (laughs) To be fair, Stephanie, like, provided a little bit of that context, which made it easier. So we have chapter 49, um, which starts off with the title being interrogated. So I, like, wonder what's going to happen in here. (laughs) Um, The group gets back together. They are very stressed out, naturally, because someone is dead. (laughs) But the way that they are handling that stress um, is just by having some cheese, some fresh bread, some milk, Stephanie getting in her big dairy agenda here, and just trying to figure out a little bit more about how Wes died, and then starting to realize that, of course, as we had assumed, the Seeker is back. Ew. If you... Like we were last week, we're like, who the fuck is Wes? Because we haven't talked about this person in like three weeks. Right. Um, (laughs) As I had kind of mentioned before, Wes is a very minor, very minor side character who had a little fling with a woman named Lily. Mm -hmm. We met Wes during one of the soccer excursions. In the blue light place. Right. His mm. character does not, and his like whole thing does not mean much. Other than the fact that Wanda really cares that someone died. And they are like, ah, yes, my fault. Yeah. That is the part that matters here. Yes. <laughs> the other thing as folks are like starting to share a little bit more is we realized that there are other people that were injured during this fight with the Seeker. So, like, 
two other random side characters got hit with bullets, um, but survived because of Wanda going into the healing center and getting all of that medicine that they were judging the shit out of her for. Yeah. But you know what? That's fine because they hated them for it. So you know what? It's fine. Fine. Guess we're all good now. (laughs) Um, but Wes was not able to survive because Stephanie did a very gory description of how he got (laughs) shot. So great. Thank you. Thank you, Stephanie. Mm, Love that. Love that. (laughs) Um, but they end up finding out from some of the other people that the seeker is not just like here, but specifically in the storage unit that is like a makeshift prison so in the same place Mm -hmm. that they were used or like housed before right um so of course wanda is like having a crisis (laughs) throughout this whole thing um (laughs) that is like most of this chapter is like how stephanie's just like how can i write wanda to have the biggest crisis possible what do i do what's going on (laughs) yeah who should I choose? Like, what's, what's, whose side am I on? <laughs> How can I prolong this crisis? This death, yeah. Before crisis, yeah. having the inevitable conversation between the Seeker and Wanda. Yeah, right. And it's, it is not looking good. Especially because of the fact that all of the, the people that are still here are very clearly <laughs> sharing their distaste for the Seeker. Right. And they're like, this person, this alien is awful. It's been a hard time, like, seeking or, like, doing guard duty over them. Um, Mm. This is awful. And Melanie's doing the same thing. Like, um, like you're not going to bother saving her. Um, You want her dead. All of these kinds of things. Even though Wanda is doing the very typical thing of, like, but what if... What if I don't uh, want the secret dead, though? No. Ooh. Uh, I know we all kind of, like, don't really like the Seeker, because, you know, Seeker kind of came in guns blazing, literally. literally. But, like... Uh, mm. But not killing people is kind of my thing. That's kind of the whole deal. Yeah. So... So what if I don't? What if we don't? <laughs> Um, Let me out. <laughs> it also doesn't help that Jeb, as well as the other people that are keeping guard, are doing a very clear and overt job of portraying differences between the Seeker and Wanda. So right. they're like, um, the Seeker is like a complainer. Um, she's not quiet like you were. Um, she's always asking for more food and more water and more pillows. And she's always threatening us a lot. <laughs> Um, but she hasn't tried to escape. Every time that, like, one of us, um, threatens her with a gun, she backs down. It's like, no shit, dude. Um, but apparently as Wanda's, like, walking closer to the fucking prison, it was like a makeshift prison, um, mm-hmm. we find out that Wanda actually knows now where this makeshift prison slash storage unit is and it is right near the exit which stephanie loves some good irony there yeah there is finally this confrontation between the two of them um 
And Wanda is struggling throughout all of this. Mainly because they don't know what to say in here. Right. Um, Yeah, for real. And Melanie keeps trying to bug Wanda about this of like, you should probably wait until you figure out like what kind of questions that you want to ask. Like, how do you want to do this? And Mm -hmm. Wanda keeps being like, um, but I kind of just want to go, actually. (laughs) So. Um, and so when... Wanda ends up going to see the Seeker. The Seeker is naturally, like, very acidic and is like, did you personally request to kill me, Melanie? Um, (laughs) And it isn't until that point that Wanda's like, actually, um, they call me Wanda here, so. It's a cool little nickname. It's pretty chill. Um, It's fine. The conversation, I think, very clearly illustrates the fact that, like, the Seeker is um, trying to be very bitter, trying to be very aggressive, but very clearly wants to stay alive. Um, And Wanda, uh, I think almost unintentionally, does not soothe the Seeker at all. Um, Especially, there's a part when Wanda says, like, it seems like no one from your team has been taking you seriously about this investigation. Uh, so mm. when you go missing, why do you think that they're going to look for you? And the secret was like, oh, fuck. Like, um, anyways, so you want to save me now or what? And the problem is, is that Wanda actually does. Yeah. And doesn't quite realize that until after this conversation of... Wanda's whole shtick is not killing people. Right. And I think that it wasn't until this conversation that all of the things so far of, like, Kyle's situation and Wes Mm. dying and Jamie almost dying that Melanie finally asking in Wanda's head of, like, whose side are you on? That Wanda was like, what if I just do both? Yeah. Hear me out. And honestly. We can all get along. <laughs> um, you know what? That's that's bisexual thinking, folks. Like. Listen. <laughs> listen. I'm just saying. Listen. I would argue that these chapters are a little gay. Okay. Same. Because, like, when we'll talk about the whole, like, decision they make or whatever. And the way they talk about that. Feels very queer. Not to mention the fact that, like, at the end of this chapter, uh, Mm -hmm. Wanda says, the only wall I'd ever built between Melanie and me crumbled to dust. And it's like, "Mm." Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I know you guys can't, like, physically kiss each other because you're, you have the same body. But, like, (laughs) I think if there's one thing we've learned about Wanda and what they've mentioned so far is just that, like, binaries just don't matter right i mean like they are there but they just don't seem to like apply um yeah wander is out here just vibing all the time and everyone is just like so are you a lady like what (laughs) what (laughs) it's like oh are you a are you a female are you an alien are you a person and they're just like i'm just he this is the thing this this is the situation that i'm in i don't know what this is what i got i don't know i'm just here I don't know. Yeah. Just like 
if that's the term that you use here, sure, I guess. Right. <laughs> like Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, yes. So chapter 50 of Sacrifice. I want to hear your thoughts because this, I agree, this chapter right. felt mm, fruity. <laughs> oh, a little... <laughs> A little fruity. And this um, is the thing about it, But I am doing the hand thing. But, okay, my, same. My wrist is like flipping and flopping over here. Same. This is the fucking thing about Stephanie that kills me. She unintentionally, by trying... Right, as she so often does. Ugh, fucking kills me. By trying to, to work within a science fiction universe, is like, but mm-hmm. what if I just make it a little bit fruity? Yeah, just a little bit. Stephanie, I find it really interesting that when you are pondering philosophical questions, as you ought to do within your work, it tends to get gay. Yeah, what's up with that? What's up with that, actually? Let's let's just explore that a little bit more, don't you think? I would love. That's a rich vein. (laughs) You're so close. You're so close, you know? Just get over that hump, baby. You got it. You're so you're almost there. You're doing such a good job. You're <laughs> you're doing amazing, sweetie. Um, <laughs> you're doing so good. Okay, I want to know your thoughts on this specifically when Wander is like, actually, I need to go think, and then just like falls yeah, okay. face down on the bed, <laughs> which is a mood it's for a mood. sure. Okay, yeah, so Wanda's like, fuck, I have to make, like, a choice here, and not everyone's gonna like it, and it's gonna suck, and, but I have to, like, sacrifice myself for this larger plan that I'm working on, right? And so they're just trying to figure out, like, oh, trying to, like, I don't know, like, say goodbye to this life that they've had, and, like, their body and everything, but the way that Wanda talks about... The body they inhabit is fruity. It is like, I think the exact quote, it's like, I lived in so many bodies, but never one I loved like this. Are you, hello? Never one that I craved in this way. Craved. Are you kidding me? Of course, this would be the one I'd have to give up. Are you, (sighs) Stephanie? Come, talk about yearning. Are you kidding oh me? Oh my god. Hello? Hello. Oh my god. It's unreal. Yeah. And oh, wow. <laughs> it's just <laughs> what a real enemies to lovers. Okay, but you know what listen, I mean? Like <laughs> we talk about enemies to lovers of like Jared right. to Wanda. And Ian to Wanda. The real enemies to lovers here is Melanie and Wanda. Yes. And we just didn't expect it because they were doing their own fucking odd couple cosplay by being in the same body. But they're different people. They have different souls. And they have infinite love for each other. Ugh. Come on. On, it's disrespectful that, like, this, of course... At the time that, like, because Stephanie just eats up a self-sacrificing character. Yeah, listen. (laughs) Stephanie Stick is like, give me a self-sacrificing protagonist. Yeah. But this one has to be one that's, like, tracing their face with their finger taps. And, like, closing their eyes and stroking their eyelids. Like, this is fruity. 
Yes. And this is the most, like, physical touch that mm. that Wanda's, like, had and hasn't been, that and hasn't been needing to ask, like, Melanie, is this good? Like. Right. Yeah. They're on the same page. I could cry. Yeah. It's not like Wanda disassociating when. Who is it? Ian kissing. Ian that was like kissing them. Like kissing, <laughs> kissing them and just like rubbing up yeah. and being like, uh, I am not present in this moment. Yeah. Just them disassociating and Melanie just like violently screaming the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that scene was beautiful. And it's like, sorry, if you if you pulled this out of context and you I read it, I would not think that Stephanie wrote it. And it's fucked up. Yeah. Yep. Disrespectful. <laughs> um, so of course, we have to go back to like self-sacrificing. And we find out that like, of course, as as one would assume that like the aliens that are put into souls know like the red button. They know right. how to like get out, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so throughout all of this process, Wanda then goes to Doc, who I can't believe that it's been essentially 80% of the way in this book. And I'm just now realizing that Doc and Sharon are a thing. Oh, yeah. I, that threw me for a loop, too. I I don't know if that was, like, mentioned really early on in right. the book. And I just forgot because I don't care. Yeah. But the fact that, like, Doc, I always associated him with sleeping in the hospital wing yeah that i was like what do you mean that he's with <laughs> someone here what it threw me for a loop <laughs> this gave off very strong honestly like very strong bella vibes to me when yeah. wanda went in and talked to doc and was like listen i have a whole plan i have a whole thing i will give you everything that you want but mm-hmm. you have to give me what i want which is gonna wreck you so, yeah. <laughs> um, so think on that. So think on that. Um, but I. But you also have like sixty seconds, so do it. Quickly. And I know that you won't <laughs> say no. So, anyways, yeah. So cool, 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 cool. The terms then being that Wanda, of course, knows how to like get the souls out of human vessels, mm. but will only tell Doc if. Doc promises to do it the way that Wanda wants, which is, like, sending them back correctly and not just silver blood everywhere. Yeah. And Doc's like, what are you, what the fuck are you talking about? How are you, how am I going to do this? And, of course, um, they want to, like, test on the Seeker first and testing on, like, other people. That way, when it comes time, Doc can then do it to Wanda, bury Wanda, and have Melanie back as, Mm. like, original Melanie. Right. Doc is like, okay, I was cool with, like, 90% of that, and then you got to the last bit, and Uh, now I'm kind of confused. Not really cool with that. Mm. So, rough stuff there. Yeah. Unfortunately... There isn't really a way to say, like, no to just some of this. It's kind of like a deal or no deal kind of situation here. And so they both go forward with accepting the terms of this. Yeah. I mean, this is rough. 
right? Because, like, this is Wanda at their most self-sacrificing. Yes. Yes. I think I am personally curious of, like, we have 20% of this book left. Something's going to go wrong. So what is, what part of this plan is going to get fucked up? Uh-oh. Um, but as of now, that is where we are left off. It's like yeah. trialing this out on the Seeker first, probably on a couple more folks, so that way ultimately Wanda will uh, die and Melanie will come back. Rough stuff there. Yeah. Um, but I think everyone else will then find out next week when we are on chapters 51 and 52. Hell yeah. And if we don't get more fruity stuff, then what is the point of this book? That we are burning this book <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> and I'm burning my first book. Right, yeah. Normally anti-burning books, but I will make the exception. 100%. Right I will burn my first yeah. book. We have an amazing group of patrons to thank. Would you? Hell yeah, we do. Like to start. Absolutely. Thank you to Mallory Hardwick. Thank you to Katie Black. Shout out Kylie Minty. Thank you to Alex Dornan. Shout out Carrie Goldberg. Thank you to Mickey Meyer. Shout out, Rebecca Cullen. Uh, uh. Thank you to Mulch Gray. Mulch. Yes. <laughs> Thank you to Taylor Brown Town Lautner. Uh. Thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. Ooh, yeah. Shout out. Bailey Christian. Bam, 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 bam. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you to Jay Molina. Bam, 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 bam. Bam, bam, Thank you to Cassandra Bomer. Bam, 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 bam. Uh, uh, uh. Thank you to Toussaint Warner. Oh, yeah. Shout out Kristen Strider. Bam, 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 bam. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you to Julia Stewart. Woo! Thank you to Megan Pattinson. Oh, oh. Thank you to Cassandra O'Shea. Ooh. Shout out Maddie Facinelli. Mm, 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 mm. Thank you to my mom and Team Jacob fan <laughs> Kelly Beck. <laughs> Our life is a lie. <laughs> Our life is a lie. <laughs> Everything I know is fake. <laughs> Shout out Sophia Salinger. Uh. Thank you to India Peach. Shout out Casey Yorkie. Thank you to Sarah Blythe. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. And thank you to Lara Forty. I have. A fan fiction for you this week. Ooh, thank you so much. <laughs> um, this is from the author Ropel101. Sure. And it is titled, <laughs> um, What If They Did Have Sex? 
Ooh. Um, this was published on October 30th of 2010. So really bringing it back here. Yeah. This is a, a vampire suck fan fiction. And this, Incredible. <laughs> um, the summary is <laughs> spoilers for vampires suck. If you haven't seen the movie yet, don't read it. <laughs> um, but it says, what if Becca and Edward had sex? Ooh. So, what if? What if? <laughs> <laughs> so, here we go. Oh, yeah. I want to try something, <laughs> he said, trailing <laughs> off and looking with deep within my eyes. I shuddered quietly to myself. This feels like in a movie when a guy is about to kiss the girl. I heard that, he muttered. I whirled around in shock. But, but, I stammered while he watched in amusement. You can't read my mind. Becca, I was joking. But what were you thinking? He asked. I glared at him. He chuckled and became still again. I looked down and looked him up again to see him right in front of my face. Our, nose were, our noses were almost touching. Your nose is huge, I blurted out, unthinkingly. Becca, will you just shut up? He joked. I rolled my eyes. He leaned in again, and and I grabbed my mask again. For God's sake, Becca, just let me kiss you already, he said, exasperately, and ripped the mask off my face and pulled my lips to his. The moments our lips touched, I was on fire. The passion deep within me rose, so... It was caught in my throat. I kissed him more roughly, which made him pull away. That was amazing, he squealed, like he was a toddler. I've never gone to first base before, he explained. Now that turned me on big time. <laughs> now let's go wow. all the way, I gasped, and literally leapt across my bed and threw him against the headboard kissing my way along his neck and grinding against him. He held up his ring as if in an attempt to propose, but I grabbed him with my mouth and spat it on the floor. Becca, my instincts urge me to kill you, Edward gasped out. I didn't blame him. End scene. Wow. You know, there is a moment, a couple lines from now, um, where one of them accidentally hits the other with a lamp. Because, you know, um, they just, like, can't control their oh, adolescent it's urges. Too sexy. It's just, like, so much. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we have covered Vampire Suck before. So if you want more yeah. of that awful movie, you can definitely go back and enjoy that. Absolutely. <sighs> I, I think I'm going to be haunted by both Kevin James and Dear Van Hansen for a long time. Um, yeah. So that's fair. <laughs> if you are also haunted by that, um, I'm sorry. Uh, honestly. And you're welcome. You're, I'm sorry. You're welcome. Blame E.L. James, probably. She's probably connected sure. at some point. As we say in the Pacific Northwest get bit and get whipped. Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. Our theme music is by Eli Krauss, and our artwork is by Maddie Padilla. Follow the show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash intothetwilight. Send us an email or a fanfiction at intothetwilightshow at gmail.com. 
You can find Allie at Into Wild Places and me at Cody Crow. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.